welcome to another episode of Only Your Health. This is your host, Marcus. Um, if you know, you know. Um, we have a special guest today. Uh, he's a youth pastor. He's a husband. Um, and he, man, he's just a great leader who just took ownership. Uh, there was a point in his uh, life as he was youth pastoring and and he was like, hey, is enough is enough. I want to feel great about myself and I want to um, be healthy. Uh, I don't want to look healthy. I mean, you also want to look healthy. I just don't want the, the number on the scale telling me that I'm healthy, but I just want to feel healthy. And man, Logan has taken ownership. And it's amazing to see the transformation. Go check him out on his Instagram, on Facebook, um, wherever you can get him, find him. Um, but yeah, hey, stay tuned. Hope you guys enjoy. This is definitely a, a podcast episode. Where you should take some notes and uh, pen and paper uh, because these are just some things that you can just grab onto, um, some things that you can handle. And man, I hope you just apply one thing uh, from this podcast into your own life. So go check it out. Stay tuned and let's get it rolling. Um. A lot more yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. All right, cool, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I almost forgot how to do that. I haven't done the podcast in like two weeks. Yeah. I've been letting the um, the previous podcast episode just get some more views and things like that. Just trying to make it right. focus. Um, cool. Hey, man, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, how you been? Yeah. I've been good, man. Just hanging out and getting work done and getting work done in the gym and that's about it. Yeah. How's the, uh, um, are you guys still working from home? I mean, like you're youth passing from home. What's your, what's uh, you guys on? Yeah. So we do right now we're doing like Sunday mornings and stuff in sort like in the building. Um, and then this last Wednesday was the first time that we met, um, as a youth group, um, at my house. We normally, so, like, we do small groups on Wednesday nights at my house so that we can do, like, food and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we, we we shifted back into doing that, um, what is it, Friday, two days ago? Uh-huh. And, um, but all the girls, like, were out of town, so we just had a guy's night, which was pretty cool, um, which is, you know, ten times better. We've been doing Zoom calls, so it's, like, it was, it was awesome to get back into, like, the rhythm of having people over and stuff like that. I'm just much more... Uh, inclined to have a good time whenever it's not on a Zoom call. Just so, so tired of FaceTime and Zoom. I bet, <laughs> like, I bet. I want to delete the app so bad. Yeah. Have, have you done, like, any activities? Like, for those who are, like, youth pastors out there listening, um, especially our generation, what's anything, like, you've done differently or you tried? I know, like, I see, like, Joe Little and people from the West Coast, they do a lot of, uh, like, like video game, uh, Zoom call, and whatnot. Yeah, we we have tried some different things. Like every week on the Zoom, we always have some type of different game. Um, and so, like the first week, the best game that we ever did was the scavenger hunt, Ooh. which like pretty much you just I just like called off something random, and then they had to find it in the house. And the first person to like show it on the Zoom call was uh, got a point, and then we just tallied points over one. Get the prize. So we've done we've done a scavenger hunt. We've done like a like a screen share, like name this movie 
and then I'll, you know, I just put like a, a PowerPoint slide together and not, I mean, just like really just PDF files that are um, zoomed in shots of like movie scenes. And so we did like that with like Disney scenes. We've done just like uh, true or false, like random off the wall questions and whoever mm -hmm. got them like one. So it's been, it's been like a task. Definitely. I felt like putting it all together always was a little bit overwhelming just because like, obviously I want the games to go over well and I want them to like, like playing the games. I don't want it to feel like, oh, this is stupid, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's been cool. It's, it's been a, it's been a challenge. And then on top of that, just trying to, uh, to keep the community up and just like, you know, send out, you know, more text messages than I would like outside of this time because we're not right. like face to face. So just trying to keep the communication lines open. Um, but it's been good and I'm, I'm ready to get kind of back into it. I'm, I'm cautious because I know that it's not over. Um, and so I just, so like it's like as a, in like the like the, the like relationships like oh we you might you guys might go back just to you know over the phone virtual or just like health wise yeah just pretty much health wise just like as far as like I still want to be very cautious about you know how we go about in person meetings because I know that the COVID thing is not over with yet yeah um, okay. and it's just because I feel like we're putting such a like a a strict position because so many people want to come back to church, but if we open the doors and something happens, you know, we, we kind of feel that responsibility, you know, because yeah. we, we open the doors ourselves. And, you know, I know that the, you know, people are free to come and go as they want. And if, you know, if, if they get it on their terms, that's on them, but it kind of, it doesn't negate our responsibility to like do the right thing or do the safe thing um, because yeah. I know that the church, the church will still go on whether, whether or not we have the doors open. You know what I mean? Like right. we've been doing ministry this whole time. Um, but so far, so good. We've been, we've been just kind of slowly easing back into it. And I think um, that it really just is a combined effort from, you know, the congregation and, and our pastoral staff and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Have you guys been able to, like, the conversations, you know, the more conversations and interactions a little bit, since mm -hmm. all the phones and stuff, have you been able to get, like, deeper conversations and, like, just kind of dive into, like, the youth, like, spiritual maturity and things like that? Or Yeah, I, I make it a point. I mean, with the Zoom calls, like, obviously the, the, whole, the whole point was to be able to... <clears throat> to share what I feel like the Lord was, was wanting us to hear in, in the season mm -hmm. because there was just so much un uncertainty. Cause I, I remember when it first started um, and, and we had to move our services online. Um, I didn't think it was going to last very long at all. Like I, we did our first zoom call. Mm -hmm. I think when, when we stopped doing in building services, we took a break that first week. And then the second week we started with a Zoom call, and I thought it was only going to maybe do two weeks of that. Right. Um, and so I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like, and then things kind of got even more strict. Um, and so the purpose of, of doing the Zoom call was really just to um, implement something that I felt like God placed on our heart for the season because there was just so much uncertainty and so much, like, uh, just – 
not knowing what it was going to look like, but I, I knew that something good could come out of it. And there was still something that uh, was important and needed to be talked about, you know, during that time. And, and, and just using this seasonal life as an example of like, Hey, even though things don't look like they normally do, uh, they, they, God can still talk. God can still move. God can yeah. still do what God does. Even if we can't meet in person and I can't, you know, see your face like I normally would, God can still share something to us even over a Zoom call. And just really want to take advantage of the technology that we have. Um, yeah. And so that it, it was cool to it was cool to see that uh, take place. That we we're at like a we're at a different level as far as like how we do services because I know you know youth services look different all over the you know yeah. different churches. Um, but a few I think at the beginning of 2019 we realized that we were having a lot more um, youth at church on Sunday. Um, but some of them lived far away, so they wouldn't be able to come back on the Wednesday night to do like a regular mm-hmm. youth service. Mm-hmm. And so what we what we swapped to do was um, Sunday morning service. So we would have worship with uh, the main congregation, and then we would break off and do a youth service um, so that the people that would be there on Sunday and not there on Wednesday could uh, yeah. have that youth-type service, that youth-type-driven yeah. message. Yeah. Um, and so we saw, like, definitely an uptick in, in, in youth in there. But then also the people that wouldn't be able to make it on a Wednesday night to church, once we started doing small groups at my house and offering food and, and like, you know, making it a different community feel, they were showing up to my house on Wednesday night, which was really cool. And I think it's a, it's a bunch of different things. But I think whenever you, like, I, I know, like, teenagers especially who are in sports and band and all that kind of stuff right. get really busy. Right. And so Wednesday nights can be kind of hard for parents to, like, get them home, get them fed, get them showered, you know, make sure their homework is done, and then get them to church. And so I was at least cutting out, you know, the dinner aspect of it because they didn't feel like they had to rush to get them fed and everything, but they could just show up and, like, I would have food for them. And uh, so the small groups on Wednesday nights and then, you know, having church on, on Sunday mornings is, is what we do, um, and it's, it's worked really well. So it's, I'm raring to really get back to that. Um, because I, I'm more of a small group community type leader anyway. I yeah, love definitely. being able to be face-to-face and really I feel like I can share more openly in a small group setting than from a platform, um, and, and that's just a personal thing for me. Like I, I love being able to like sit down on the couch over a meal, you know what I'm saying, at a table over right. a meal, and, and just really share what the Lord's placed on my heart. Right. So does speaking kind of more to the whole youth group, has that been a challenge? Have you, is that something you just, you practiced and over and over? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily, I don't think it's ever necessarily been a challenge because I know that that's obviously the main part of the job or that's what, whenever you think youth pastor, like that's what it is expected of you is to do the, you know, the preaching thing. Um, and, and that's what we did for the first few years that I was here. Like, obviously like that's kind of the route that we took because that's really all I knew. Um, and then just in conversations with other youth pastors about how they structured their services, like I realized the more like, especially with middle schoolers, you're just, if you can, if you can get them while they're at church, 
like they can't sometimes drive themselves obviously because they don't have a license they can't like come on a separate day and if their parents don't bring them then that's you know, you're, you're going to miss them. And so we just wanted to make it available for everyone. And so Sunday yeah. mornings just felt like that. And so I actually, so I preach on Sunday mornings to our youth from like a stage type setting. Sure. I mean, obviously like, and I use that in quotation marks, but mm-hmm. um, so I do the preaching thing, but I feel more comfortable in the sense of like a small group, just sitting like face to face. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. I think, um, I heard someone say, like, after this whole, like, they think services might be short on. Yeah. Like, they might want to hear pastors do, like, a 40-minute bill. You know, they're showing up, like, get in, get out, and, like, let's go grab lunch. Like, how many times yeah. can we just grab lunch with that pastor? Like, let's save right. a couple minutes. Um, I think that's cool. And I think, hopefully, it will allow the the younger group or those who who are athletic and have other activities who can't make it, like on mm-hmm. a Wednesday or Sunday, they're able to, I guess, just more open to, hey, let's get on my social media and watch, you know, my pastor, you know, pastor yeah. Logan speak, you know, because sometimes that's, that, that's not a habit, you know, that's mm-hmm. not a, something that kids usually do. I mean, sure. you know, I wouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I think our generation is just so different. Like It is, Yeah. It's and just like and I think the good thing about, no, you got it. Uh, I was going to say, like, it's showing the value of the things that we, we have access to, you know. Right. And just, like, right. shining light of, you have social media, like, you have so much, you know how many things you can sell, you can run, you can, you yeah. know, make money off your phone right now. And, or you can, you know, educate and influence people just through your phone and camera. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I think them just being like the generation coming up that I'm speaking to on a regular basis, like their phone is an extension of them. And I mean, with our generation, that was the same way. Like we, mm-hmm. we didn't always have phones like when we were younger, but we grew up and definitely had them enough where it feels like a, like an extension of us. And just the fact that at any moment, like we could go live and they get a notification of like, Hey, so-and-so's online. Yeah. And like we could, <laughs> use four minutes to speak life into our students throughout the week rather than just trying to like implement something on a Sunday night or I mean a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and just hope that that carries them through the week. Like now we have the ability to speak life into them for five minutes on a Monday afternoon of just what we felt like the Lord spoke to us in our devotion or anything like that. And then obviously like it gets logged in our social media so they can go back and watch it. And, and I just think that there's just so much good that can come from um, everyone had to focus on social media for so long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The quarantine, like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you wanted to go to church, you had to be on some type of social media. Yes. And so I think when everyone focuses on it, it shines light into the good that can come from it. Yeah, and especially those who are, not, like, not working, so they're more at home and things like that, it's... Um... You know, a lot of parents are like, I don't, I'm not getting paid enough to watch my kids four days. Teachers mm-hmm. don't get paid enough for this. Like, I, I, there's a lot of change and hope in the future of things to be different uh, from yeah. the economy, from a human race to, you know, just how we do things in general. Um, yeah. That's amazing. 
So shifting from, um, so for those who don't know, Logan is from Alabama. What part of Alabama are you in? Uh, I'm around the Birmingham area, so like kind of like central, like north central okay. Alabama a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. Uh, I'm to the to the right of it, so I'm probably I'm about two hours from Atlanta, and about wow, wow. yeah maybe an hour from the Georgia line, so I'm I'm east Alabama. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So shifting from you know passing and COVID, like yeah. The let's talk about race. You know, you know, you're from the south and. Um, when when things kind of uh, finally erupted, like mm-hmm. um, ish was go- is going down, and all this change and um, power and looting, what what let's start with you. What were your first thoughts? And then did you think about your your kids, your youth group students of, oh wow, we just don't have a pandemic, we have a race issue, yeah. um, and yeah. your youth pastor, young red builded <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know and in the south so like what yeah. were your thoughts going through it i right initially i mean obviously i feel like the consensus across america was like this isn't just another situation that's going to come and go i felt like this with, with everything that was happening and and starting with really george floyd really kicked it off, I felt um, this was something that was going to be here for a long time for a good way, like in, mm-hmm. in a good sense, that it wasn't going to be something that was going to be forgotten instantly, um, but something that was changed that needed to start happening. And so initially, like, my first thought is is really the fact that it all boils down to, and I come from obviously a, a pastoral position, but I know at the end of the day, it's a sin issue in the hearts of men. Like obviously yeah. racism and, and, and bigotry and that kind of stuff, it's, it's evil and it all comes from, from hatred and, and just misinformation. And so with it being, you know, a problem of the heart, obviously my first go-to was, was praying. I mean, just, just praying super hard, but I know that it can't stop there. And then, and trying to figure out what exactly it looked like for, myself and how to implement or, or encourage my youth to um, act was really just in, in my first thought was um, just opening conversation and, and just being willing to um, listen and, and, and trying to defeat those, those first thoughts of, of, you know, what was the whole situation. I think that was really the cry of a lot of people is why, why do we, why do we want to hear the whole story before we condemn um, what happens, or, or we, we realize what actually happened and it was still wrong regardless. Um, and so from being in the South, it's just like so many people instantly turn off, like they turn their ears off when, mm. when this kind of stuff arises. Um, and so just making it a point like in my everyday life when I'm talking to more, like just people that I see, people I come in contact with, was just having an, an open mind and an open heart and wanting to shift the conversation um, back to where the focus needed to be on. Um, right, and, yeah. and so that was really the, the, the biggest thing that I feel like in my life um, that I needed to do was just watch what my conversation was because people, regardless of, of what you meant by what you said, people will interpret it however they feel like it because they yeah. have their own 
they have their own experiences, they have their own thought process. And and so people will take it however. So just being cautious of what I let be topic of conversation um, was really it because I want, uh, I just want so badly for this to spark change, to spark something new, to spark, you know, relationships being built um, instead of division. And I know that that's hard, um, but I know that it's not impossible. I know that when we, when, when I can implement something, when I can, you know, speak my mind and my opinion to someone who, you know, wouldn't normally hear it on the subject, um, I feel like family is, is a big deal. Like some, you know, mm-hmm. family members aren't going to hear an opposing viewpoint. Um, and, and sometimes that has to be us and family can be the hardest to reach at the same time. But just making it open for, for conversation and not shying away from it because it's a tough, like a tough subject, but running towards it because it needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. And have you, when you, if you did talk to the youth, did you go talk to like to the parents, just like give them a heads up, like we're going to be talking about this? And I know there's like, I'm not sure there's like consent or anything, like for like tough conversations that you're going to address right. as a whole, or did you address it kind of individuals? Yeah, I feel like, um, especially where where I'm at in the, in the church that I'm at, the size of the youth group that I have, um, I didn't. I don't. I didn't feel like I needed um, off the bat to do that because I have. I've built relationships with the parents of our youth, mm-hmm. um, and I know that Which they is key. trust Which is your me. youth pastor. That is right. So Absolutely. key. <clears throat> Pretty much like we we've, we've got we have a. a Remind text app. I know a lot of schools use it, but um, mm-hmm. we have this Remind app that sends out a group text to whoever you put in the group. And so um, everyone in the youth group it goes in it, and then also their parents. So everything I send out to um, the youth also goes to their parents, and so they're always in the loop. And we have a lot of parents who are, you know, very plugged in and always, you know, asking and, and wanting to help. And so I think we have that super close relationship where I feel like they, um, they trust in what I feel like the Lord is wanting me to speak to their students. And obviously, you know, I think even outside of the, the, the racial um, situation that's going on right now, I have to hit on hard subjects all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't feel like this was any different in the fact of, you know, obviously this is a very tense situation. So I'm, careful about how I go about it, mm-hmm. but sin is always an inter- like it's always a terrible issue to talk about, and, and um, I've had the, the opportunity to speak on tough subjects um, before, and so I feel like that prepared me for continuing the conversation and, and speaking on tough subjects now, um, and just knowing that the more, the more that I lean into what I feel like God wants to say in the situation and not what I want to say in the situation, the, the easier time that I have. And really just going to the scripture to speak to them about something so, so tense. Um, and I think when we rely on that instead of what, what do I think about it? You know, I, I don't ever want to come into the situation of like, oh, I've got the answer. So let me, let me share with you what, what I feel like I wanted to 
make the conversation more about what the word says and what, mm-hmm. what God wants to speak about racial tension and, and, and justice and equality. Um, and I think when I, because I do that, and obviously that's, I know that's the hard cry of, of most youth ministers, um, that I think the parents respect that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a tug of war. It's, it's a tension. You have to, you know, put in what you want to say, lean into what they want to say, and, you know, you may want to say what they want to hear. And, you know, it's just a give and take kind of thing. Sure. And, um and do that, you know, things are better. It's it's tough and just pulling one way. Um, yeah. And I, I hope and pray like these conversations continue to grow um, sure. into the schools and teachers take initiative of, you know, introducing history outside of the regular curriculum because just as to put more emphasis and value in it because it's been so, um, you know, oppressed for the last for sure. hundreds of years. Um, for sure. You know, and I've been like honestly just been more open, even like on Netflix, like watching more shows about you know segregation and racism, and like, sure. like I just watched the Maxim, uh, Maxim, uh, not Maxim, <laughs> Malcolm X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like putting those together, Malcolm X, and I was like, holy cow! And um, yeah, which is quite a long um, movie, uh, but Denzel Washington. Is a beast. Um, no one's ever going to be on uh, right. that. So, yeah. Um, you know, I had a conversation and I, I spoke to Reverend Gary from Jacksonville and, uh, mm. you know, I just spoke to Ray and spoke to a couple of my other close black friends. And I think that's where the change is going to start. Right. Like, I had to get off social media a little bit, just even looking at it or even trying to support one, like, I don't even know, I know where I stand, but I don't know, like, how to read it, you know, how to stand with them, and um, I think it's just about, just, it's not about, just about action, and yeah. showing that you just care, and, um, you know, I mean, I follow Sean King on Instagram, and, you know, his organization, I mean, it's amazing what they're doing, all the laws, and um, yeah. the bills and whatever they're, they're doing because of these people. Um, it's just... I, <laughs> did you hear about the NASCAR uh, news? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Dude, I was like, holy cap! Like, that's huge. Like, right, right. Probably, what, 80% of people who watch NASCAR are from the South and represent right. proudly of the Confederate flag. Um, sure. And so, it's like, you know, it's just... People need to get over it, but it's like only I just I keep telling myself just that piece about us, it. like only the Holy Spirit, only something that's supernatural and bigger than yourself can right. resolve this issue. I think it's so important to note like change is almost never comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. change change means growth and growth usually has growing pain. Yeah. And so there's gonna be a lot of change that happens that's for the good that initially for some people will be uncomfortable and will be, you know, will be painful. Um, but it's change that needs to take place. Yeah. It's, it's a shift in culture that needs to take place that, that people don't really recognize it being a, a foothold for, for, you know, sin to enter. 
I mean, that change has to that change has to be there, regardless if it's uncomfortable, regardless if it makes you upset for a week, for two weeks, or whatever. Yeah. That change still needs to take place, and just because yeah. it 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 you know grinds your gears for a little bit doesn't mean that you're right and it didn't need to be there. It probably right. meant that you had you held on to something um, that wasn't biblical, that wasn't mm-hmm. you know that didn't need to be in your life anyway, because although it didn't affect you in a sense, it could affect someone else. And yeah, um, yeah, just being I mean, mindful of that. And the Bible talks about not being a stumbling block to your brothers. Like you, you've got to be mindful of of what you what you put your your what hill you're going to die on. You know what I'm saying? Like right. what are you going to stand on? Just because you're standing on it, you know, before you realize, like, hey, this this is a hindering block for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mean, that's that's good. It's like the that's going to change things that are changing around you. Like the individual has to make daily choices of, yeah, do I want to change? And that's that's hard. I mean, yeah, like you know, that's hard when I think about it when when white people are usually the majority in every room, like, like there has to, there's forgiveness on both sides of, of the mm-hmm. spectrum, you know? And, uh, whew, yeah, I'm praying, I'm, I've been praying a lot, I'm praying for our teachers and youth pastors. Like, I was like, yeah. God, thank you for, I'm not a youth pastor anymore, because no, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't think, like, I don't know, I'm just like, what right. should we do? Let's do squats. Let's go Let's go <laughs> yeah. running. Let's, right. Um, right. Do we march? Like, I don't know. Um, sure. I told Reverend, I told Gary, I was like, hey, it would it be bad for me if I was like at the um, marches and just, you know, just selling hot dogs? Because, you know, people get hungry out there. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. you got to be like ketchup and muscle sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. Um, I was just on Spotify. Is, is your wife around, Shelby, your queen? I was just is like, she here with me? Yeah, is she right next to you? Uh, she's in the and other she, room, yeah. I was, I was, I think she posted something about her next song coming out. I was wondering. Yeah, see. yeah, she she has a song coming out. I think it's the 26th of this month, June. Uh, wow. Yeah, June yeah. 26th, so two weeks from today. Uh, she's got another song coming out. She's, um, she's killing it, man. She's yeah. She's doing a really good job, and the, just the fact she she juggles a nine to five. Also, um, she actually works she works in Birmingham um, throughout the week, and Birmingham is about an hour and fifteen minutes away. So she drives oh. one way, an hour and fifteen minutes to work, and then an hour and fifteen minutes back. Um, she works at a radio station in Birmingham. Um, she's a creative writer, so she kind of writes advertising and jingles and that kind of stuff for the. That's cool. Um, and she enjoys it, but definitely it's, um, her heart is more in the music. But just to see her juggle both and just kill both. Like, when she does something, she just she doesn't do it halfway. And mm-hmm. she's going to do it 100%, 110%. And <clears throat> seeing the, the, the product that comes out of it um, right. is, is just incredible. And, like, this song that's coming out, in two weeks, um, it's called The Anchor. Um, mm. Spoiler alert. We have, I don't think we've, <clears throat> we've actually said it, but spoiler alert. Um, and it's just, it's killer. Like, it's one of my favorites that she's ever written. And it came out of a, um, a time that she actually wrote the song with somebody in, um, in November. And it's just been an incredible, 
an incredible experience for her. Um, we're working with a, uh, a label called Centricity. Um, mm -hmm. They're an awesome label based out of uh, Nashville, and so they've given her the opportunity to, to write with some people and to produce some songs and everything like that. We've got a development deal with them right now, so um, trying to, you know, put together some songs that that the world's going to like and, and that is uh, for the main purpose of obviously glorifying the Lord and, and, and talking about her own spiritual journey. Um, yeah. How hopefully it can encourage someone else in theirs. And so, yeah, yeah, June the 26th, she got a new song coming out, a new single. Um, and then also stay tuned. We got some more songs that are going to be releasing um, here in the next few months, too. So, we're excited. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Like, I mean, there's literally one of the songs on my podcast playlist that actually mm -hmm. comes on. I'm like, I, I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, um, here's, here's one thing I do know, like, you, I know that you're the type of person that says it straight up, like, it's good or not. Like, how does she take your feedback? Was there any, like, kind of friction of, like, mm, or was it just, like, she's just killing it and you just, like, you have just nothing to say, no critiques or, you know, things like that? Because, I mean, I'm sure she's sharing yeah. parts of her life that includes you. Yeah, definitely. And for me, like when we when we talked about it, like whenever when we were dating, and she was obviously talking about what she wanted to do, and she wanted to be the singer songwriter and um, kind of this Christian musician, and just yeah. not necessarily just in in that aspect. But when we talked about it, like my initial thought, my initial purpose was, you know, when we're in this together your dream is just as important as my dream. Like, I, I have to follow the plan that God has for my life, but I want to be open. So wherever you need to be to follow God's plan on, on your life is, is available for you. I never want to be, you know, a hindering uh, voice in your life for that. So in writing these songs, like, definitely I have an input, obviously, because we're married and she, she yeah. really trusts my judgment. Um, but I'm very, you know, I'm open to what she feels like she needs to do. Um, and I give her, you know, my thoughts on, on everything that she, you know, comes out with. And I, I, I'm honest, you know, a hundred percent of the time. Um, but I know that if she feels like what it's supposed, like what she's supposed to do, then obviously I'm not going to get in the way. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like she's making a so, fun decision. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with that being said, like, she also really trusts what I say. Like, she knows that, you know, obviously I have an ear for music. I'm not going to just, like, be like, oh, this is good and it's not good, you know, because I want, like, I want the best for her. I want yeah, the best absolutely. music to come out from her. But, like, I feel like that goes back to when she does something, she does it 110%. And so there's, there's – I don't feel like there's ever been – a song that she's written or pursued that was like, oh, this is just not good. You should probably just drop this one. Now, obviously, there's favorites of mine that I favor over other ones, um, but I don't think there's ever been one that I, like, and been just truthfully, because I know, obviously, I come from rose-colored glasses with her because, you know, I, I believe in her and her yeah. plan and her and what she wants to do, but um yeah, the songs that, especially the songs that she's coming out with, like now, I, feel, I just like, 
just fire, <laughs> like yeah, just yeah. straight fire. Really, um, because, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm super excited. Yeah, she she reminds me of like just kind of like when people are like, trying to be like Christian artists or like have like a background of faith. I I always yeah. think about like Tori Kelly, like yeah. Tori Kelly, like like people should be the next Tori Kelly because she's not very like open. Like, she's a bit more open with her music, but like she's she's definitely like someone that people need need and should look up to. Just like start off YouTube covers over and over. You know, didn't yeah. do too well in American Idol and like now like right. you know. Um but yeah, definitely I love when my friends are making music and especially yeah. songs that can work out too. Like Sure, really, sure. Like I love Ben Carter, but like he only has like one song I could work out to. I'm like <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, be man. like drinking coffee every oh, morning man. to your music. But yeah, yeah. We were like my wife and I we were playing Rummy Cub and like his song Oh, I forgot Comp, Cosmic, and we were like, oh, that's just one like, of my favorites. Ooh, dude, we were just like, I think oh. that's a song all the time. Yeah, that song was I fine, just like that. That's one of those songs. Yeah, that's super vibes. Like just, dude. just you turn it on and you just sit there. You don't even do anything. You don't even think. No, you don't even no. Like, you don't yeah. look at your phone. You just sit there and you just bop. Yeah. But like thoughts, thoughts for thoughts. Such a good that's song. Fun. Yeah, dude. Was, I saw his Instagram. It was like he just made it too Spotify. Like. New music, new music class. Yeah. And, took and I was like, dude. And dude, his yeah. story is amazing. If he, I'm not sure if you checked out his, I interviewed him earlier. Um, yeah. In the first couple episodes. His, his just like story and just like the hate and the doubt. Um, right. He was fine. But cool. Hey, let's, that's a long intro. No, that was some good stuff. I love <laughs> You just like dive right in and I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the reason you're here. Um, talk about fitness, man. Let's get right. to the nitty gritty. When did um when so you started working out in, in at South Station, but was the were you working out like consistently in high school and things like that? Um, like what's your athletic background and things like that? Yeah. So I mean. Uh, growing up, like, you know, I played Little League, I played soccer, like, had all that down. Um, I, I played uh, – I'm, I'm a short guy, but I played basketball in middle school, and I was terrible at it. Um, and so, obviously, basketball wasn't – was that what I, I really wanted to play. I had a lot of friends who were really good at it. Um, but I didn't end up pursuing my basketball career. I know mm-hmm. that just wasn't something for me. Um, but uh, when I moved – Back to Alabama, uh, I lived in West Virginia for a few years. I, I was born and raised in Alabama. Uh, my dad moved uh, the family up to West Virginia. He, he was a youth pastor. And then we moved back to Alabama. And so uh, when I lived in Huntsville, and there was just not – I didn't feel like there was really an end for me to play, like, high school sports. I felt like the teams that were there had been together since elementary school, and so there just really wasn't an end um, in that. And so I wasn't – I, I didn't play any high school athletics, um, but I did work out. I did go to the gym. I, I tried to be, you know, fit. And obviously, like, um, it didn't really take until I'd say my 11th grade year is really when I got serious about it. Um, and so my 11th and 12th grade year just really was just working out, you know, trying to be healthy. Um, and then my freshman year of college, I feel like was the, up until recently was my most 
like athletic type year. Like I was, we were in the gym like mm-hmm. six days a week, like every day at four o'clock we, we would go to the gym. Um, got super healthy, um, really loved it. Uh, and had like, I feel like it really made my freshman year like super enjoyable. Um, met so many friends like in the gym um, and, and it, was just, it was super tight. And then sophomore year really just, I, I still went to the gym, but I felt like it, I slacked off compared to my freshman year. Um, and then junior year was in and out. And since, so since pretty much since my freshman year of college have just been in and out of the gym, like I definitely get on consistent kicks, um, for a month, two months, three months. And then most of the time, like a vacation would hit, I would go on vacation and get out of the rhythm of it. And so when I came back, it was just harder for me to jump back in. Um, but at the beginning of this year, um, and I, last year, at the end of last year, I got, I started getting back in the gym, but just not super consistent. Um, but at the beginning of this year, we, we took a trip, uh, with a youth group. We always go on a winter retreat. <laughs> we took a trip to, um, to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we were at, uh, some, like, amusement park attraction type thing, and they had a ropes course. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny to think about this is kind of how it all kicked it off. Like it was like something like kicked me in the butt. Like they, so to get on this ropes course, you, you had to be under a certain weight. I think it was like 350 pounds or something like that. And I'm, right. I wasn't anywhere close, but, uh, I stepped on the scale and obviously I was fully clothed, like had, you know, tennis shoes on and everything. So I'm sure it wasn't a very accurate representation, but it said like, it said 230 pounds like 230-something pounds, and I'm 5'7", so, like, that's obviously not a good weight for someone my size, and I'll, you know, you've got to be pretty tall to be able to, to handle that, and then, like, it was not muscle, so it was, like, just this shock of, like, good Lord, I can't yeah. believe, like, you know, I can't believe that I weighed this much, and so I made, you know, the decision in that moment, like, when I get back from this trip, like, I've got to just, I've got to hit it hard. I've got to, I've got to get back in the gym. I've got to do a few things. Uh, to get back in it, to lose this weight. Like I just, you know, I just kind of got uncomfortable, you know, with, with what the scale said, not necessarily uncomfortable in who I was, um, but just uncomfortable in, in the situation. Um, so I got back home uh, and it, I, I started on June the 5th um, was when I started back at the gym um, but I did a few different things, and so up until this point, just like kind of jumped to the for, to the to the future. Up until this point, since June or since January the fifth, um, I've lost thirty pounds, um, which wow. has been you know crazy. It's been a journey in itself, and then even through quarantine, um, yeah. it's been it's been kind of uh, crazy to think you know how far that I've been able to come. But so January the fifth, I, I started back at the gym. I ordered some you know supplements. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that really helped me, um, was that Shelby's kind of been on this fitness kick for a while. Right. Um, and so she's been, she's been one of my motivating factors. And she also was like, she was like, I know that you can lose weight going to the gym alone, but if you would just cut back your portions and really track mm-hmm. calories and, and, you know, calorie in, calorie out is, is her big thing. Like how many calories are you burning? How many calories are you eating? Um, that will really be your, your main, uh, weight loss tactic. And so, um, at the beginning of the year, I wanted to really kick things off really, really hard. So I set myself to a 1500 calorie limit. Um, I was intermittent fasting 
Okay. I was going to the gym, weightlifting uh, five days a week, and then I was doing 30 minutes of uh, cardio on the stationary bike um, before every workout. Okay, um, so because I'm I'm just terrible at running, and so like sure. my you know I get shin splints, like I just get I can't ever run in long distances. So I knew like if I was going to be consistent doing cardio, I needed something that like I could do, um, and so I added 30 minutes of the stationary bike before every workout to get cardio in on top of then I would do about an hour, maybe 45 minutes to an hour of, of weightlifting. Um, is that a fasted cardio? Are you fasted? Yeah. So whenever I, whenever I started uh, the intermittent fasting, um, I would go to the gym probably about like eight thirty nine 9 o'clock in the morning before my day started. And so I would do fasted cardio um, in the morning and I, I ordered some supplements. I tried uh, some different things throughout the, the month. Um, I got on a fat burner from Max Effort Muscle um, that, I, that was really good. Um, and Max, I feel like Max, so every, effort, yeah, Max Effort Muscle, yeah. Okay. So everything that I did, I felt like I, I wanted each point that I made to play off of each other. And so I know 1,500 calories doesn't seem like a lot, but since I was intermittent fasting, I was only eating from noon to eight. And so it was such a shorter window for me to eat that little calories. And so after about a week, a week and a half, 1,500 calories was like a lot to me. I feel like I was having to fill my, you know, calories with food because I would eat lunch at, at noon. Um, and then about three o'clock, I would eat like another 300 calories. And then mm-hmm. since Shelby was on this fitness kick, um, she was always trying to, um, plan our dinners to be anywhere from like 500 to 600 calories, maybe a little bit over, but she was like really one of the most important factors of this whole thing is, is her dinners were making it easy for me to have food throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I would, I would wake up, I would do fasted cardio, um, about 30 minutes on the bike every single day. Um, and then I would go straight into my workout. Like normally I would, if I wasn't intermittent fasting, I would do fasted cardio and then like drink a protein shake like really quickly mm-hmm. before a workout so that I would have some, some carbs and mm-hmm. some energy. Um, but just went straight into it um, at the very beginning. So at, at the start of it all, I knew that I needed to, to kick things off really hard. And so I did a few things all at once in order to jumpstart the yeah. weight loss that I was looking for. Um, and so really I did that for about three to four months, um, Mm -hmm. until I felt like I got down to a weight that I was comfortable with, um, getting off of the uh, intermittent fasting and, and adding a little bit of calories here and there. Um, and then one of the things that I think kept me sane the whole time, um, was so Monday through Friday, we would, I would do a 1500 calorie limit, but Saturday I would just blow calories out the window, right? Mm-hmm. Like you hear about mm-hmm. cheat days. Well, like mm-hmm. you haven't seen cheat days on my side until like you knew Saturday came around. Like I was, I was living it up on Saturday. And I think that was keeping me sane. Yeah. Um, just to kind of shock my body of like, Hey, it's not going to be like this 1500 calories is like, it's a weekly thing. But and, like, it's, and it's so much more, like rewarding, like right, feel right. so much gratitude, like I earned it. Shut up, absolutely, and just enjoy it, you know. Yeah, 
And so that was, that was huge for me. Like just, you know, I, I just felt like, man, if I can kill it all week long, then Saturday, like it's, it's just my day. Like we would wake up, we would make a big breakfast. You know, sometimes we would, if we were hungry at lunchtime, which like never really happened because we ate such a big breakfast, like we were just, you know, did whatever we like on, on Saturday. And it was because mm. we, we really grinded throughout the week. Yeah. Um, and then Sundays were a little bit harder. I tried to stick towards my calories. Um, but one thing that we do as a family, most, most Sunday nights we go over to uh, Shelby's parents' house and get the walking de- deads on. We'll watch that or like, we'll eat dinner. Like my family goes over there, my parents and my sister and, and we just go and hang out with Shelby's family. We have like, a really good close relationship, which is like a, you know, a separate little note, but um, so Sundays were a little bit harder to stay towards calories because they would cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just tried to be conscious of like portions on Sunday. Portions, um, yeah. Well, and I yeah, think that, I mean, that's really good. If you can't, my thing is if you, if you can't get to the place, if your, if your life seems too busy to track your calories, mm-hmm. at least watch your portions. portions you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. When I, when I consciously started to, track my calories, which was, I tracked it in the My Fitness Pal app um, from Under Armour, which is like yeah. super easy. Um, when I started tracking my calories, I started seeing how much I was eating before and like not realizing like there were days when I wasn't doing, you know, when I, before I got on this fitness kick or journey or whatever you want to call it, sure. um, that any, like at any given day, I could eat like 2,500 to 3,000 calories and not think anything of it, like not really notice mm-hmm. I was going that, you know, hard in the paint, like, and so realizing I could cut my portions in that moment and still get to where I wanted. Uh, but I knew that I was going to have to be more strict. Like I knew that personally, like I was going to have to set a limit and eat around that limit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been good. My, I've, you know, I've upped my calories a little bit, you know, just to yeah. incorporate like a protein shake or something like that and still have enough, you know, room for, for food and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been good. I, I'm not really at my ideal weight. I would love to like maintain probably around like 185, 180, maybe 190. Um, I'm like 182, 183. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. It's been, um, it's been fun. Um, obviously I think like, it's taken a long time. And I think that's what, that's what some people um, don't enjoy is like, Hey, it's, it's, it may take more than two months. It may take more than three months. Um, but yeah. don't let that discourage you. Right. Yeah. Like the fitness yeah. journey looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And for me, in order to lose 30 pounds, like it took five months, it took six months mm-hmm. um, of consistent work of, of doing it consistently and, and, and thinking about it. But at this point, when I was two, when I was two months in, three months in, it was just routine. You know what I'm saying? Like I had gotten in yeah. the swing of doing it and it wasn't a task anymore for me. It was just what life looked like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, if you can get to that point, then it's easier to continue to go forward. Just yeah, make you, it you did routine it. and have it. You did it at the same time every day, right? Like, oh, did you have, so what was the, trying to get you in that routine two to three months? Yeah, yeah. Do you, you stick um, to the same time? For me, like, I tried. I definitely, I, I, I know that if I wait until after 
2 p.m. or 3 p.m., the chances of me going to the gym like later in the afternoon are just mm-hmm. super slim. And yeah. so I tried to get to the gym anywhere before lunchtime. It was really the goal. And so mm-hmm. some days I would go to the gym, you know, at 7.30. Yeah. Uh, but I love sleeping. And with quarantine, mm-hmm. it was really easy to sleep. And so I would most of the time get to the gym at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Now, I know that's not the case for a lot of people, but my hours are a lot more flexible. Yeah, um, that works for you. As right? far as work goes. Yeah. 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 But yeah. really shooting to go before lunch um, was was my goal because I know that that's really the only time that I was going to feel motivated enough um, to go that day. Because I know myself, and after about 3 o'clock, my brain starts shutting down, and I just yeah. have to, like, coast after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are days where you've got to, you know, you've got to just – kick yourself in the butt and go. Um, but I tried to, I tried to make it. Yeah. I tried to make it before noon, um, every day. And then occasionally on Saturdays or Sundays, I would go and just do cardio just to kind of be active on my rest days. Um, but I mean, that wasn't something that I like staked my whole career on at that point. Yeah. Yeah. The, the rest days are like, people think that rest days is just, uh, just sleeping bed and do nothing. No, like, yeah. Rest days are just like light work, you know, maybe right. it's just a band or, you know, stretching, things like that. Sure. Um, I mean, really, I like to think about there's really no rest day. Um, it's just right. like light work, heavy work. Um, um, did you follow a program or was this just kind of um, based off ex- experience and from your his- like when you were previously working at heavy? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, so a few, I guess at the end of 2018, um, I, I started to get back into fitness. Um, I started a, a program called Body Spartan. Um, it was Body just Spartan. this workout program that I, I knew about um, from a friend of mine who did it. He had lost a bunch of weight and got, like, jacked. Um, and so I started it. Um, it comes with, like, it came with everything. At this point, like, it's a subscription, but when I started it, you had to buy each program. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they gave you workouts and they gave you a nutrition plan and the nutrition plan on the, on the main one that I did was keto, um, that I did back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, but I didn't pick that back up, but I did do their workouts. So I felt like their workouts were, were really good. It was like a, a 12 week workout plan. Um, the first, and it was broken up into four or I mean, three separate four week, uh, periods. So the first four weeks was all five by fives of strength training. So just trying to get strong. Um, yeah. and then the second, yeah. the second four weeks was uh, mass training. So I moved it up to like 12 to 15 reps, um, mm-hmm. four sets. And then the last four weeks was endurance. And so it was 24 reps of everything, three sets of like 18 to 24 reps. Um, which is for me, what I was, I started doing that, um, in January, I just started with the endurance training because I was trying to burn fat. And so I was doing really, you know, low weight, but really high rep to try and okay. kick start that fat loss um, yeah, section of what I was. Yeah. So I did, I think I did four weeks of the endurance of like the 24 reps. And then I swapped to uh, mass training for a while um, just to kind of stronger, build a little, little bit more muscle. And then right now I'm back on, uh, the endurance phase of just trying to uh, kind of cut more fat, get a little bit more of a year. Um, yeah. 
How, how long how long are your endurance sessions? Uh, they're actually a little bit shorter. I would think they're like doing. I normally do about five, six different exercises, um, okay. three sets of each, and I try and push for 24 reps out of each mm -hmm. um, set, but they normally last me anywhere from like 35 to 45 minutes. Um, okay. These workouts are, like whenever I was doing mass training, there were some days where I would, I would combo, you know, I would do like chest and tries or, sure. you know, back and biceps or traps and biceps, or, mm -hmm. or I would have um, power days where I would deadlift and that would be a little bit shorter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, endurance workouts are really like main muscles. So like, I'll have a just strict chest day. I'll have a just strict leg day. Like, um, I'll do shoulders and tries. I'll do uh back and like calves or something like mm -hmm. it just really depends on the day. But yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, uh, it, the endurance phase is a little bit shorter. I found in, in my, you know, in my workout. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, and that's great that your wife is doing it at the same time. Um, as you, right. yeah. you guys are both. That's a so huge she, motivator. In yeah. Itself. Does she usually, she takes care of dinner. Like she, she's planning it out and you guys are cooking together. Uh, it's, it's some of the times it's a combined effort, like planning the meal. Sure. Yeah. Like this last week we sit down. One of the things that we do is we try and plan dinners for two weeks. So that we're not going wow. to the grocery store like every, you know, every day. Yeah. Um, but she got on the, like, she just loves cooking. And I did something that I wasn't like really aware of whenever we got married that she would love cooking this much. Right. Um, but she loves cooking and she loves trying to like, you know, come up with her own version, like low calorie version of like really good meals. So yeah. like last night we did a, uh, a low calorie mac and cheese with jalapenos and bacon. And it was like, uh, I think it was like 560 calories and it was yeah. like so much food. Um, and so it's, for her, it's like, it's like a game. It's like a puzzle for her. She loves putting things together and, and doing that. So that was a huge help for me. Just the fact that like she took it and ran with it and I just got the coattail off of it and I got all the benefits, you know, like, yeah, obviously yeah. it's possible to do on your own for sure. Um, but she found like this love for it. Um, and that's been huge because we we're friends on the My Fitness Pal app, and so she'll go in, she'll add all the ingredients for dinner, um, and like she'll portion it for one person, and then I'll just go into hers and copy that into mine, and like pretty much I do that at the beginning of the day, and then I I frame everything else that I eat based off of how many calories I ate for dinner. Mm -hmm. So like today, like normally on Fridays we'll we'll eat you know, healthy or like lower calories in the morning um, up to lunch. And then at dinner, like we like Taco Bell. And so on Fridays, I'm still trying to stick to a calorie limit. So I go mm -hmm. in my, my app and I add what I'm going to eat at Taco Bell for dinner in the morning. And then I eat based off of how many calories I have left over in the, you know, for breakfast and, and lunch. Um, yeah. So that can be a little tough because then you realize like, crap, my order at Taco Bell is like, a thousand calories. Like, okay, yeah. I've got 500 <laughs> calories to eat for lunch before. And it's, so it's, it's tough, but that's just something personally that, that has worked for us that we do. Um, and it's been, that's been successful, but she, she kills it. And that yeah. has been one of the, the biggest helps for me. And I know that 
that's where a lot of people, I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle. Yeah, is tough. what do I eat? Do I, am I supposed to only eat carrots and kale or like, can I eat I mean, can. other things? <laughs> yeah. There's a way to eat good food, low calorie. Low calorie. And yeah. it just and takes time. It takes time. I mean, just, it takes a lot of grace on yourself just to be like. For sure. But then it's like, if you're going to eat it, work for it. You know, know that like, all right, I'm, I may feel in the morning and when I work out, but I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this thing, you know? And, sure. Easton uh, um, was like, Mark, I want to, oh, excuse me. He said, Coach Marcus, I want to eat coffee and donuts. Okay, go eat yeah. coffee and donuts. Do it. Um, just know that we have to run six miles tomorrow. And he was like, exactly. <laughs> so um, that's awesome. So, but you're, you're down 30 pounds um, yeah. from January, right? Um, yep. To now. What's your next goal? What's your next, I like to say, line? What are you chasing? Yeah. Um, I would say my next goal, I still want to, like, I still would like to lose probably another seven pounds total. Um, it, that's going to, I mean, obviously that's going to take a little bit more restriction, a little bit, you know, more at the gym from me. Um, but really just concentrating on, you know, staying this way, you know, staying yeah, healthy, staying, staying yeah. in the gym. Cause I think, you know, 30 pounds, like is incredible, but if I gain yeah. it back, like what was the point, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. just making it a point to stay in the mindset of, okay, I can't stop here. I've got to, I've got to maintain this. I've got to continue to continue to get healthier. I've got to continue to, cause that, that was really a driving factor of like, it didn't, you know, the, what the weight said on the scale was obviously a shock, but it was like, I can't be healthy at this point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I could be but, happy at this point sure. and I could be, I could be fine with how I look. And that's, you know, body images is, is, is a huge mental, you know, game of, am I happy with, how I looked, but I wasn't happy with how healthy I was. How healthy, so I yeah, knew that I needed to, I knew I needed to be healthier. I knew I needed to do something to be healthier. And now obviously the weight loss and seeing the, you know, the pounds drop off on the scale, like was a huge motivator, but I know that now I am healthier than I was oh, then. And that was huge. Like that's, what, what, that's that really I, it. And I mean, you, you talked about like how you felt, like you didn't feel healthy. When you talk about, Taking out the your calorie deficit number was that yeah. based off science, based off an app, based off like doctor recommendation? How did you say fifteen hundred is? Let me cut myself off. It was something that I think Shelby listens to a lot of Jillian Michaels. I think that's who I'm who who she listens to. Jillian Michaels is the mm-hmm. she was the wasn't she one of the hosts of like Biggest Loser mm-hmm. back in the day? Let me look it up. She's a, I think she's a, yeah, she's like, Jillian yeah, Michael. Jillian Michael, yeah, American yeah. Personal. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she recommends for, for women who are trying to lose weight, 1200 calories and for men who are trying to lose weight, 1500. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what it stemmed off of. And I think that's 1500 was something that I've always heard. Like if you, if you want to maintain weight, if you want to be like, if you want to eat the right amount of food, 1500 calories is really like the ideal to lose weight. Um, so it just came from a, a few different sources. And then also you have to realize like you've got to play with that too. Like if, you know, if you're, if you're starving, you know, maybe start out 
a little <laughs> bit higher than that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know, I know there's, there's been a, so when I posted the photo, um, or kind of like the transformation picture oh. on my Instagram the other day, I really didn't realize like, uh, how much like reaction that it would get from people. But I had people ask me like what I did. Um, and I thought it was really yeah. funny because yeah. I, I would tell people and this, I had a, a few people message me on Instagram, ask me what I did. I told them everything that I did. It, it was really five different points. Um, what I said earlier, just intermittent fasting, 1500 calories, five days a week at the gym, right. uh, you know, 30 minute cardio. And then I added a fat burner for the extra effect. Um, I would tell people, and then I would get no response back. And I think that like, I think the 1500 calories was like, people are like, Oh, I can't do that. Like that's too hard. Well, if that's too yeah. hard for you, try 2000, you know, try yeah. 1800, try maybe for, Become, a, for a day, yeah. track what you eat on a regular basis. Like before dieting, track what you eat on a regular basis and cut that yeah. down. Yeah. Once a day, just, would, yeah. Once a week would be, yeah. yeah just, yeah. Or to, just a meal. Just figure like, out. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out like how much you normally eat and then cut that back. Like it, so if good. you're not seeing any weight loss, if you're not seeing any, uh, if you're not seeing any like results, if you're going to the gym and you're not consistent, I mean, you have to find out what's best for you. And so for me, I had to get strict about 1500 calories to accomplish the goal that I had. And so if you just want to be healthier and you're, you know, you're eating 2,500, 3000 calories in a day, you know, find ways to cut that out. I know one of the easiest ways, one of the the best ways to cut out calories is stop drinking soda. Like mm -hmm. sodas mm -hmm. are just terrible for you. Not only are the calories, yeah, like liquid. a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're drinking 40 grams of sugar in a you know, 12 ounce can of soda. So it's like just finding what works for you and cutting out what you can. I, I know I yeah. talked to a few people who were like, you know, I, I, I did a 1500 calorie diet and like I made sure to calculate in like an ice cream sandwich at the end of every day. Like if you, yeah. if you have something like that, that you, that you can't go without like an ice cream sandwich, <laughs> figure out like what that means for you. So like yeah. eat 1500 calories like a day, but allot yourself however much you need for that one thing that you just can't go without. Mm -hmm. Now, if that one thing is like an entire meal from, you know, Taco Bell, like that's probably not smart, but like yeah. find something you like, and then build it build it around that. Yeah. Um, because you it'll it's easier than just completely starving yourself for you know a month and a half, and then getting burnt out and and stopping. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's so good. What what, what would you say to the people who are like? Because you said you you work out forty five minute cardio or thirty minute cardio and then. Like, yeah. train 45 minutes a day. What would you say to those who are, like, full-time job, single parent, yeah. and, you know, feel like they don't have the time? And really, we all have the time. So it's like we feel like they don't have the time. What would you say to them? Um, I, I think the quarantine that we just went through really gave us, um, really gave me perspective on this because, obviously, mm -hmm. gyms were closed. And right. so – Gyms closed for us like March the 15th, March the 17th, something like that. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And I was like pretty worried about like what I was going to do to maintain the weight that I lost at that point. Um, and what I found was there are hundreds of thousands of 15 to 20 minute 
uh, workouts mm-hmm. that are just body weight workouts um, that I did mm-hmm. a few times a week. Like um, my my brother-in-law, he had some workout equipment. He had some dumbbells and you know a bar for you know bench press and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I would go up to his house and work out a few days, but he lived about like 20 minutes away. And so there were yeah. days where I didn't have the time to go out there and get a full hour workout and come mm-hmm. back. And so I found workouts that I could do uh, on my back porch for 20 to 25 minutes max. I mean, really from 15 to 20 minutes was, was huge, but that were high intensity enough where my heart rate went up and I was getting a good workout in. It was a lot of squats. Like it was a lot of air squats. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of lunges. It was a lot of push-ups. Um, it was a lot of, you know, just different things like that. But there are body weight exercises that don't take you an hour but still get your heart rate levels up yeah. to a, a consistent fat-burning level. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, it's, it's just like what I said about the, the eating. You have to find what, like, how much time works for you, how much – how much time can you give yourself and then find a workout to fit that? Like find, yeah. find an exercise to fit that. And if that means that every single day, you know, at, at 2 o'clock when your kids go to sleep or at 4 o'clock when you get off of work before you've got to, you know, make it to, you know, dinner with the family or whatever that looks sure. like, you got 20 minutes, man, do 100 air squats and 100 push-ups in increments. Or, yeah. you know, you know gives yourself 15 minutes and, and – yeah. Or like yeah, do exactly. lunges to the bathroom or lunges to your yeah, to yeah. cook it. Yeah, it, it's it's silly, but it's like oh, it's, it, it makes I'm a doing difference. something. Yeah, it does make yeah, a difference. It, if you do it consistently, it will make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. Um, I know that. Here's one thing that I like to look at. My 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 wife and I came and she was like, uh, I saw Crunch Fitness and I was like, I was like, hmm. I'm like, I'm not really like anti-gym. I'm like, yeah. I'm anti, like, paying a membership when I could be doing my own work. Sure, sure. I'm investing myself, like, 40, like, about an average membership is about $40. If you go yeah. to a cheaper app, like, 10 But if you, here's my mindset, $40, if I invest that into myself, as in, like, buying my own equipment, I'm saving yeah. 20 minutes, 30 minutes driving to the gym. Right. You know? And, right. you know, I hope like this quarantine helps people realize like I gotta make I gotta take a step I gotta take action I gotta own sure. my health and you know like you don't need, personally I don't think you need to find a an app to 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 work out like YouTube is yeah, free yeah. Instagram is free TikTok is free typing in your hashtag is free and following it just typing in fitness or workout daily workout yeah is like free. Oh yeah, they do. Just yeah, do it. There, there's hundreds of people, thousands yeah. of people, who are on a on a fitness journey that have workouts for you. I follow different, like I follow a few different fitness pages, sure. like uh, that that post workouts like on a daily basis. And during quarantine, especially, like they were posting, here's how to do a workout at home. Here's an in home, you know, 20 minute chest workout. Here's an in home 20 minute leg yeah. workout. Like, and, and most of the time, those things require minimal equipment. I mean, obviously, bands are, like, a huge um, help. If you can get bands, you know, yeah, I, that's what I suggest. Um, and if you can get, you know, a set of dumbbells 
that you think universally will, you know, you can do in, in other workouts, um, yeah. you know, that's good too. But if you don't have anything, there's still something that you can do. Yeah. Because yeah. especially, like, if you can start doing your body weight, like, if you can start squatting your body weight, then you can, obviously, if you ever get to the point where you're at the gym, you'll be able to do more there because you're already prepared for that with because you've been working out. But if you if you only have like 20 minutes in a day, there's still something that you can do. If you yeah, got 15 something. minutes in a day, there's something that well, you can do. Right. Yeah. And that and that 20 minutes should be the most not just physically intense, but like mentally. Like yeah. Really everything that like if you keep getting notifications on your phone, turn your phone off. You know, buy an old school iPod MP3. Do not like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't think they sell those anymore, but, like, if we were fun as a distraction, stop. Like, find something else. Turn on the radio. Um, crank a uh, manual electric uh, video. Yeah. Let's get a good arm workout. Um, right. But, yeah, that's perfect. Um, I think that's great. Um, man, that's awesome. There's so much good content. And if you're ever, like, tired of people asking you, just show them, like, yeah, I did a podcast about this. Go check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I talked about talk it all on this podcast. Go listen to it. <laughs> it's all good. Power, yeah. power, power notes and everything. It's all there. Um, right. That's awesome. Let's, let's dive into on some burnout questions real quick. Um, just quick responses. What is your go-to cheat meal or snack? Oh, man. My go-to cheat meal. I would say it, it it either is um like a really big breakfast, so like bacon, eggs, yeah, uh biscuits and gravy, pancakes, mm-hmm. like I mean it, and I'm not saying all of these separately, I'm saying all of this at the same time. Bacon eggs, <laughs> biscuits and gravy, pancakes, uh yeah. cinnamon rolls, anything Bre- like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, breakfast, any breakfast food. Breakfast, breakfast is my favorite, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I'm talking, you know, eating at a restaurant. Uh, I love Taco Bell. Just I cannot get away from it. I've always loved yeah. Taco Bell. Like I know it's not good for me. I know it's probably not real meat, but it's just it just tastes incredible. Uh, yeah. And specifically the cheesy gordita crunch mm-hmm. um, and the spicy potato soft taco. Like that's my that's my thing. And then as that's far good. as snack chips, any chip, like I'll I can yep. sit and eat a whole bag of chips in three minutes. Like love <laughs> chips. <laughs> Crunchy. Uh, I'm I'm definitely more of like a crunchy, crunchy salty, guy. yeah, crunchy salty snack kind of guy. Like people, some people like you know chocolate. I think for me, chocolate's too rich. I uh-huh. love salty, crunchy foods. When you say salty, crunchy, and like sweet, I think about yeah. like a, I I I do that sometimes, and I just feel like I don't know what I want, so I just pull like yeah. peanut butter sandwich, jelly, yep. and some bacon. We do. We we did that. And have you ever? You got to grill it like it's a grilled cheese. You've got to grill oh it on both sides, gosh. or like pan sear it. I don't even know what you would call it because we're sandwich. You don't sear sandwiches. But we did that a few weeks ago. And here's the thing: it was still less than 600 calories. I think it was yeah. less than 500 calories. Yeah. Uh, if you get yeah, the right bacon, you can get regular bacon, bacon and yeah. two pieces is 90 calories. Yeah. Yeah. The, the and that's thing- like super doable. Yeah, the thing with with calories for those who don't know, your the every what every gram of like protein and carbs is like was it four calories, and like something like that. Yeah, that is like nine. 
So like you can always stick into like well like proteins are just like vegetables and fiber. Those should yeah. be like your main. And so like if you look at it at a table, it's like one yeah. third vegetables and um, protein, and the rest is like fats and carbs. So. And and that's definitely like it's 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 worth noting. Like for some people, you can't track calories, but you could track like macros. Like I I tracked my, yeah. my protein intake, my carb intake, and my fat intake for a while, and I lost weight at that point. But for me in this season, it was all about calories in, calories out. How much okay. am I eating versus how much am I burning at the gym? Yeah, definitely. What's your um, choice of uh, athletic brand? Athletic brand? Um, I love – I'm an Adidas guy just because Adidas. their Ultra Boosts are just the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my entire life. Yeah. Um, Ultra Boosts. I don't run, but if I do run, I only run in Ultra Boost. And if I'm not in Ultra Boost, I don't run. Like mm-hmm. if I if I ever planned on running on the treadmill when I got to the gym and I didn't have mm-hmm. my my Ultra Boost on, I'm not running. I'm just yeah. gonna do the bike. No, um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I would say Adidas for athletic wear for sure. True, true. What's your uh, is it are you a sunrise or sunset kind of guy? Sunrise. I go to bed yeah. super early. I'm a sunrise kind of guy. I would much rather get up at like six o'clock and and work out than work out at like nine because I go to bed yeah. at like nine thirty. <laughs> like, oh, and I'm just, dude, that's yeah. And it's not it's not even a health thing. I just get tired. Like, I'm not even tired. doing it for health. I'm just oh, tired. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to bed because I know dude. that nobody can bother me when I'm in bed. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. If that. I get a phone call, I'm gonna miss it. Oh, I know that for sure. For sure. Um, dude, I wish I could be going to bed at 9 Friday. I just, I, my, I've been working from like, I start work at 12. So I, yeah. Or I end, sometimes I end at 1, depending on what time, like the other day I work at 4 p.m., working until yeah. 1 a.m. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's just, that's something new we've just and added. And you still in. get it. You still have time. I find a way. Dude, it's not easy, man. Sometimes I'm like, it takes an hour for me to, to get like, to get ready, just to like, yeah. stretch. Do whatever I need to do, do my devotion, whatever, and then I go out. But that, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing my half marathon training and I was working at like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., I got up at 4:45. So I hit the snooze. I'm not gonna lie, I hit the snooze a couple of times. Sure, and, sure. But I, I, I self-talk a lot in bed. Like, you need to get up. You can do this one step at a time. Like, yeah. Um, sauna or steam room? Are you a sauna guy or steam room? Um, oh man, I don't even know. I don't, I don't usually get in, I don't like being hot. Like, I I don't enjoy being sweaty. The only time that I enjoy sweating is like, never. But like, if I'm sweating at the gym because of a workout, like obviously I get it. Like, it's ridiculous how much I sweat, like on a bike, but like. I don't know. I guess probably steam room from just because more, more, it's less humid. Yeah. Because I feel like, and you know this because you live in Florida. I lived there for a little bit and I live in Alabama now, so it's still the same way. You walk outside and it's a, it's a sauna. Like it's, yeah, super it's a sauna. Humid. Yeah. It's terrible. Glasses fog up, you know. Yeah. All that jazz. What's your go to walkout song or artist or genre? Song. Dude, right now I'm on this kick. Uh, this guy named John Lewis. Um, 
I'm yeah, a huge I'm, fan of his. He he was he was a friend of Shelby's whenever she was doing her internship in Nashville. Um, and he's his album that he just came out with is like super good. So anything John Lewis, um, he's like an indie artist, super good, super yeah, good sound. So didn't he have that one song um, that people love? Uh, it's really popular. Probably. <laughs> is it John with an H? Uh, yeah. John Lewis. How do you spell Lewis? L-E-W? Uh-oh. Uh, L-O-U-I-S. I'll send them to you. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll send it to me. Yeah, he, huh. his, his whole album, he just came out an album. It's called uh, I'll Be Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good. All right, I'll check it out. Um, and then outside of that, like, probably outside of that, I mean, I'm, I'm a big John Bellion fan. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen him in concert a few times. Incredible. He's a really good workout playlist or workout artist. Um, I, I don't know. Outside of that, I mean. Yeah, you're more like a genre guy. Just like. Yeah. I, I listen to just anything, really, like. I mean, anywhere from, like, you know, metal to, like, yeah. worship music, you know? like Heck, yeah. All yeah. Country sometimes, like, sometimes, you yeah. know, hip-hop all the time, like, yeah. just just literally anything. Yeah. Usually, it, it, I, it usually correlates with my workout. Like, today, yeah. I just had an I mean, I think you saw me. I was just doing ladder drills to worship songs, and I was just, like, super chill, relaxed, just enjoying that vibe. So, um. What's, what gets you excited? What's something you just like? Or what are you looking forward to in the near future? Uh, I, let me see. I mean, there's a few things. Um, Shelby's music, like, yeah. gets, and, and like the next Shelby stage of that. of that gets me super pumped just thinking about that. Man, um, I'm, a big, I'm a big coffee guy. So, like, mm. I think when I go to bed at night, I'm excited to wake up so that I can drink coffee. Wow. Um, and I'm like, I'm talking like good coffee, not just any run of the mill. Like I've got, I've got mm-hmm. anything and everything here in my house, like to make coffee with. Um, I love, you know, obviously I love doing youth ministry. It's been something that I haven't been able to do the way that I would like because of COVID, but, um, I like, you know, that gets me excited, like, you know, hanging out with yeah. the teenagers and just building community and relationships is, is super, super incredible for me. Yeah. Yeah. Which, man, I, I, I hope your fitness bleeds into their lives and they just like, right. they, they take ownership because uh, people don't realize how much the, the benefits from working out to feeling good yeah. affects their spirituality affects yeah. uh, just how they live life. I mean, yeah. Um, that's awesome. And so your last question, what is your perfect day just for Logan Owen to, like, refuel, get back to 100? Um, what would it look like from sunrise to the time you go to bed? My perfect day. Um, obviously, let's see, I like sleeping, so probably waking up a little bit later, probably waking up at 8.30, 9 o'clock, um, eating a huge breakfast. Like with with Shelby, just making like like I said, pancakes, bacon, yeah. eggs, biscuits, and gravy. Eating a huge breakfast. Um, I'm a big 
uh, nerd, so I like uh, playing video games. So, like, yeah. if I could eat big breakfast at, like, 10 and I get and I start playing video games at, like, 11, uh, play video games for a few hours, like, a couple hours. Uh, I love going to the pool uh, and just hanging out and literally just sitting there, yeah. and, like, in the pool, nothing to do, eating <laughs> chips and fruit it's by fun. the pool, huge. Yeah. And then uh, probably finishing off watching – Watching some type of show or, you know, something with, with Shelby and eating like a really good dinner. We, uh, tomorrow night, we, we are making like fish tacos that we had, we did, uh, a few weeks ago, um, with our three year anniversary. And then seven days after that was my 25th birthday. So we did what we called cheat week. So mm-hmm. from Wednesday to Wednesday, we made like really good dinners and didn't count calories at all. Yeah, um, but the best thing that came out of that were these fish tacos. Um, they're fried fish tacos, and we did like this with uh, street corn side, like off the cob. We put like cojita cheese on it, like uh, cilantro. Is like oh, wow. so good. So I would I would finish it out, finish the day out with fish tacos and watching TV with my wife. Yeah, that's awesome. What what show are you guys currently watching right now? <clears throat> we just finished watching. Uh, the, a show on Amazon Prime called Hunters. Um, anything that, that we watch on Netflix or, or Amazon Prime, uh, we watch through the app VidAngel. Um, just, it's just a personal thing that we do. Um, there's obviously like Netflix shows can be kind of on the raunchy side. Um, mm-hmm. And just to keep, you know, to keep sanity at the, at the levels that it needs to be, we watch the VidAngel so we can cut out like any, you know, bad things that we don't want to watch. You can cut out and maybe sure. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So we, we just finished uh, a show called Hunters that was really good. It was about, um, I think, I'm pretty sure it's fiction. There's some, there's some fact in there too, but um, it's about a group of uh, Jewish people in the 70s that hunted Nazis that were in America, that had gotten in America after the war. Um, crazy. We watched the finale last night. Nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Um, we watched Outer Banks, we watched yeah, Money Heist, we watched, I mean, we're, uh, Ozark, Stranger Things, you know, it just, just a ton of stuff. We watched, uh, Good Girls. I don't know if you've seen that. It was a Netflix show that I have picked up on, yeah. uh, on TV, which is really good. Good Girls. Um, yeah. we watched, I mean, some of our all-time favorites are Parks and Rec. Uh, new girl. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about um, spacewalk, space form. Space force, yeah. We we started it. Actually, I've kind of forgotten that it was a thing. I, Do you okay. like it? Yeah, it's not. It's okay. It's not terrible, but it's definitely not, not the right. best show ever. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know you had another show called was it like the Today Show or something on Apple. I yeah. I wanted to watch that, but this one's just like. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm like I'm struggling to finish it. Like, yeah, I'm not sure oh, if I that, want to. That's a really good show that I do. I super recommend if you have Apple. We got like a free year of Apple, like yeah. when I bought my latest phone or whatever. Um, but Defending Jacob is an Apple original. Oh my gosh, it's got Chris Evans in it. Um, they're one of the kids from the movie It. Uh, I've never watched It, but I know he's in that. Oh, it's so good. It's about this dad who's like his son gets charged with a murder and he's like the district, he's an assistant district attorney. 
And he's like, this, he, this, just the whole story about that entire situation, it's crazy. It's really good. It's Apple yeah. TV original. Too many, too many devices, too many. Uh, yeah, yeah, too I, many subscriptions. I, yeah, like I just got out. Well, I'm working for the Peacock. I work for NBC, uh, Universal. So, like, I'm helping doing the streaming uh, yeah. customer service. So, it's like, and I just see CBS has, a, has their own, HBO has their own. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, one, one show we've been watching is Avatar, which is surprising. It's just like I yeah, started yeah. watching it, and then like Kieran was like, I kind of want to watch it together. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch it whenever I was younger, but I definitely would love to watch it now. Exactly. Um, just like a, a super like nerdy side of me. Like I watch, I like Naruto. Like I'm in yeah, I Naruto, Naruto right now. I want to get into it's that. It's really good. So the, the regular Naruto series, like when he's younger, is really good. Mm-hmm. And then um, it swaps into Naruto Shippuden, and it's, mm-hmm. like, super good. Um, so definitely watch it. I've got a list of episodes that are, like, not canon. So, like, episodes you don't have to watch because they're just filler episodes. Yeah. So it helps you get through it a little bit quicker. But, yeah, I'm super into Naruto right now. And so once I finish that. Naruto, I'll probably watch Avatar. Yeah, love it. I want to... I've always been a fan of Dragon Ball Z, but like oh. I've never like I never like huge fan. Faith, faithfully watched it, you know. Yeah, always, it's uh, really good. You, you you need to watch it. Dragon oh, Ball Z wanna... and and Dragon Ball Super. Is it like, on Netflix? Uh, I don't think it is. I really don't think it's anywhere. There's you can watch if is you get free? like a free trial of like yeah. Funimation or something. Funimation. There's apps you can watch it on. Yeah, but I don't think it's on Netflix, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean. But um, cool man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. I love Absolutely. It. You've, you've taken definitely ownership of your health, and uh, you know this is just to help speak into people's lives and just say, hey, if Logan's doing it, why can't I? Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's no excuse of doing it. Um, what any last words for for your people out there? Um, last few for thought. Man, just. Just don't don't get discouraged if it takes a little bit longer than you'd like. Um, just keep pushing. Uh, keep keep grinding it out. Find what works for you, um, and find a good motivator. Find find a person that motivates you. Find a you know a reason, a goal that motivates you, um, and keep driving. And then uh, I've got to shout her out. I've got to make sure that I give her a shout out. My wife Shelby has a new song coming out April the twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, June twenty sixth. Uh, her artist profile on, on everything on all streaming platforms is Vaughn Owens, V-A-U-G-H-N Owens, O-W-E-N-S. Uh, we'd love for you to listen to it. It's going to be awesome. It's called The Anchor. It's coming out June the 26th. Perfect. Man, so excited for it. Appreciate it, man. Love you. Um, yep. Take care. Um, this is going to be live in a couple of hours. So. Cool. Sweet, man. Thanks so much. See ya. Thanks, man. See you.